Hello and welcome to the Sparkle Pod, Move It Mama's very own podcast. A community connected through exercise, but so much more. The Sparkle Pod aims to sprinkle a little bit of everything, from sparkle and sunshine to our daily grind and rigmaroles. We hope you enjoy. Hello everyone, another week into 2023. Even mum texted the other night saying she can't believe how fast the year is going, to which I replied we are already nearly in April. Today we have our beautiful yoga teacher with us on the Sparkle Pod. Her name is Ainsley and I first met her about four and a half years ago when I spoke at an event she was on the panel for. We didn't spend much time together at all, but I knew from what I saw I really liked her. So years on, she's now a permanent fixture in our Move It Mama world and this recording has been a long time coming. Finally, we are here and we are excited for it. Time for you all to get to know our girl, Ains. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Oh, that sounds better. Guys, people, listeners, we've tried this about four times. And I think we've, we've, had, we've got it. We've got it there? Yay. Do we? We got it? Okay, Much cool. better than before. Yeah. yeah. Right, darling. So I discovered your gorgeous self. About, I think, four and a half years ago, I went to Ōtarahanga, which is, for anybody that doesn't know, I don't really know. It's near Cambridge, possibly, because I stayed with Shah. <laughs> is it an hour drive from Cambridge, say? Yeah, probably a little bit less, maybe like half an 45? hour. 45? Oh, yeah, 45? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so a, a lovely girl um, got me, who was a Move It Mama, was organising this event, and she asked me to speak, and I went and spoke there. It was one of my first ever sort of speaking events. And I was really nervous. And I remember Charlotte and Emma, Shah's wife, came to watch me. And you were on the couch. And you spoke and you answered quite a few. Uh, you know, they had listeners' questions kind of thing and questions for the panel. And you were on that couch. And Shah and I noticed you straight away. Like, there was something about you on that couch that was but there was the X factor about you. And when you when you answered your questions, we really enjoyed your chat. And so on the way home, we discussed that you were kind of our, that was our bit of our, our I shouldn't say favorite, but you were kind of our favorite on the panel. And I think we did say hello. Do you remember? Did we talk or did we message each other after on the gram? Yeah. So that's so, so beautiful to hear. Thank you. That's so nice. Mm. that's um, nice to hear eh because you know you so don't nice well you don't know what other people see do you but we yeah, just saw cause, yeah because I literally just think I'm like this nobody mm. um you're like one of these like guest speakers that is like famous and um I was like yeah I'm, I'm not famous but <laughs> you are famous I tell you that all the time so <laughs> um, um and yeah. so so um, so yeah, so I, uh, I remember being really nervous and going up to talk to you and I, I, cause Kylie, the one that organized it, she, um, is a good friend of mine and she was a movement mum member and I'd heard about you lots from her. And, um, I remember coming up to you and asking if I was to like do yoga online, what, like what would I do or I thought or where would I start or something I think that was my first question to you I think you had um you you had had you not started your own online studio and you were maybe asking for a bit of tips or something I had not started it because Mm -hmm. I only started my online studio when COVID hit Mm because I had to and I was like but 
but when I, but I must have been thinking about it when I met you. But I, 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 I remember like when I started it being like, this is so out of my comfort zone. I hate this. I don't want to be online. Like, but then now I love it. Mm. But, um, but it was definitely before COVID that you came up. And then. Because yeah. I remember um, really Charlotte and I really resonated. Well, we didn't. Well, we resonated with your story because it was similar to Jess. So yeah. um, you were an over-exerciser and under-eater. Were you an under-eater too or just more of an over-exerciser? Yeah, definitely both. Like yeah. yeah. So can you just tell everyone, like obviously I've heard a little bit of your story, but it, it will be great to hear from you now just sort of like a little bit of, you know, who you are and how you've become who you are today. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's so much behind it and we'll just we'll just see where it takes us. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess going on from like that over exercising phase of my life. Um I think yeah, I, I was a runner, so I and I was actually quite good at running, but I was also very light. I remember having this like male coach running coach who was like the less the less um body fat you have the faster you're gonna run mm-hmm. oh there was just so many parts there's so many parts to it and even things like um like I was a coxswain at um me and Charlotte were talking about this actually um in high school and I like you have to be under a certain weight otherwise the crew is going to be um you know you're going they're going to be dragging you along if you're under if you're over a certain weight um and so anyway I think yeah I think exercise was um I was just overdoing it like well and truly overdoing it I was also working working physically as a as a veterinary technician or technologist um coming straight out of uni and I think it was my my stress management which was great but there was no way that I would ever like relax or do anything or sit still it was just like this constant need to like move which now that I know is is definitely anxiety um but and it's important to move it through but you also it also needs time to rest and, and recoup and restore so I got really burnt out um and yeah like like Jess me and Jess often like we sh- we we like things on Instagram um of each other's when we yeah share about you know eating disorders and exercise obsessions and mm. um, just yeah that how was, old were you sorry how old were you when you're the guy the coach was talking to you about running and like trying to be lighter so you can run faster I think I was 22 wow right um and one more question so you went to university and became a, vet, a veterinary technician what what is that yeah so I went to Palmy Palmy Massey Parson North um and I studied a bachelor of veterinary technology wow so um so yeah I it was a that was also full-on like it was a competitive first semester and then you had to like they just took the top 30 from that and 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 um you got you got in kind of like the degree amazing um so that was real it was quite competitive and full-on and like so intense Mm. Um, it's amazing how you obviously used exercise to help with your anxiety which we promote all the time eh? like exercise for your mental health but it can but you don't understand that sometimes that can actually cause a bit of damage because people are going oh well I'll just exercise all the time and and obviously that's what you were doing 
Yeah, and it's that it's just that thing. Like, there's sometimes there can be too much of a good thing, right? Like, everything in moderation, kind of thing. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. same with eating healthy. But like, and and there was like, you know, that was when like paleo was around, and there was like, you shouldn't eat carbs and stuff like that. But when you're exercising, your body needs carbs, and your hormones need carbs. Because mm. I didn't get a period for seven years because I didn't really eat carbs, um, and so. So same thing with eating, you know, like I think I have this personality that I get quite obsessed with things. So like I like 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 exercise or like eating healthy, I get like I go all in and I get obsessed with it. Um, and yeah, I pro- it's probably borderline OCD, but hey, we can, you know, work with that. Um, I haven't been diagnosed, but so so yeah, so so it becomes this obsession and that's what orthorexia is right when you um obsess about your eating and probably underage is it called orthorexia orthorexia it's like a control mechanism of like uh, the one thing I have control over is what I eat and how I exercise in my body when the rest of my world was just so out of control were you also anorexic or did you not quite get to that point Probably not consciously, but may- maybe, yeah. I think it was more orthorexia because I would eat, but then I'd like, um, I would feel like, like if I ate pizza or something the night before, I'd be like, all right, I have to get up in the morning and like burn it off yeah. and go and do some exercise. But um, yeah, I was never at a point where, thankfully. But I still think it's the it's the same. Yeah, yeah, the same. I just remember uh, the counsellor I saw in Sydney being like, you know, you are anorexic but without the underweight uh, component. Mm. And I was so gutted at the time. I was like, fuck, you know, all I wanted to be was like technically underweight. It's so, so strange. So why did you just not, if you wanted to be that, why did you just not eat? Obviously, you didn't want to be it as like. Do you know what I mean? It's so fucked well, up. Eh? Probably, it's yeah. is, it, is it something to do with my like deep seated love for food and passion mm. for mm. food? Maybe. Mm. Um, mm. and also, I was probably too hungry. I, I, I mean, I suppose mm. people can people manage to over exercise and yeah. not eat, but I couldn't. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. So did yeah. it go on for quite a while, Ains? What what did kind you... of age bracket are we talking with this? Yeah. Yeah, it went on for quite a while, probably through, yeah, throughout uni mm-hmm. when I just didn't know how to, like, deal with, like, stress or emotions. I'd been through, like, a, a breakup and, um, yeah, I just kind of, it was like, it was literally like I was running away from things, like, phys- like you know, physically, mentally, emotionally. Yeah. Did your family know? Like, your parents say anything or your sister? Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember going to... Um, my friends one one time and her mum was there and she was like she asked um my friend after she's like does Ainsley have cancer or something <laughs> like like people knew that and that they'd say or like or like it was like oh you look really good like it was like this getting attention from it you know because my body mm-hmm. had changed mm-hmm. um and yeah I, I guess I never from like from that I never comment on someone's appearance like about or like you know you look you look great it's like you look really happy or like you know you look confident rather than oh you look great you've lost weight yeah it's so tricky eh? because it's such a big thing it's like been around for so long and I mean 
through pregnancies and um, all that too, you know, the compliments that all the, the, the things people say through pregnancies and postpartum to women. But I mean, it's just been a thing for so yeah. long that it's uh, okay to comment and yeah. really hard to not do that. Yeah. And you never know what's going on in someone's head, eh? Like, no. So I'm just thinking of our good friend that we've known for the twins, really close friend that was actually anorexic. And I remember always being confused about what to say to her because yeah. when she started looking better, I wanted to be like, oh, you look so much better. I can actually want, I want to hug you right now. Mm, Whereas yeah. at the peak point, I didn't, I felt really, wow. I remember seeing her like in her p- peak of anorexia and just mm. not knowing where to look. Mm, and so yeah. when she started looking health, you know, healthier, I just mm. wanted to say, yay, you're back. But then mm. you don't want to say that to her because she'll be like, oh, no, it means I'm fat or something, eh? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's not a good thing to say. It's really hard to know yeah. what is the right yeah. thing to say. Okay, so Even, what happened? Oh, what did yeah. you say? Well, you know how you said, um, you know, people were commenting, but – yeah, yeah, no, I can't remember what I was going to say. How did you How did you get yourself out of it? I mean, I don't even know how to articulate that answer, but do you? <laughs> yeah, so um, I, like, not only was I super underweight, but I got, I ended up, like, becoming really ill, obviously. Just, um, I was super burnt out. I think I, like, wasn't, I think I wasn't able to sleep even. Like, it was affecting my sleep. I wasn't sleeping. Um, I couldn't sit still. I was just, like, constantly wanting to move and um and I remember going to a multiple doctors and them just saying you need to slow down and you need to stop you need to stop doing you know it's not going to be forever but you need to stop doing physical stuff and and I knew that I was a mover like exercise was important to me um and they were like well you're just going to have to do walking and yoga and I was literally like what the hell like (laughs) felt like I was getting tortured I was Mm. like I can't like what am I gonna do and so I um but I had to because I had to commit to getting to getting better and healthier um and so I started I I was living in Topo at the time and I remember going to my first yoga class and being like oh my god why have I not started this sooner because I had this big stigma around it like I thought and I was actually just um started a beginner's yoga course last night in Odo and I was telling him the story of like I didn't start yoga for so long because I thought it was this weird thing for hippies that you sit down and you meditate or you like sit in a stretch for two minutes and you your mind has to be calm and all this stuff and um but I I went to an ashtanga class which is a it's a, t- it's a style of type of yoga and I just yeah I just remember thinking oh my gosh this is like I still feel strong in my body and I am still I can still do really you know I, I remember like crow pose and headstand and stuff like that which was not available to me then but I learned how to do them and being like oh, I can still celebrate my body and move my body but it's not such that high intensity high impact and um yeah yeah it was it, so it was first of all it was a, a, a means of exercise yoga was and now as my journey has evolved it's it's very much like a mental health spiritual emotional 
um, practice. So um, one of my things would be at that point in my life, if I were you, I'd be like, well, I'm not going to, I'm going to put on weight and I'm going to get fat because I'm not doing high enough things. And, you know, not, not that being fat is, well, at that point I would freak out about being fat. So did you not have to over, like, how did you get rid of that? Did the satisfaction you got from it help you build a more positive relationship to your body or what do you think? Yeah, so really interesting. I think I still, I put on some weight, but I was still very small. Um, And it wasn't till years after. So this was probably when I was like 23, 24, 23. And then um, I went traveling and stuff. And it wasn't till after I got home from traveling and um, that I was like, oh my gosh, I've put on weight and I have, I was still like um, doing a little bit of gym work and not really running um, a little bit, but um, had definitely slowed down, but I was still quite light. Mm -hmm. And so there was still this fear of like putting on weight um, and I still had control of it almost, but it wasn't until I got back to New Zealand and, and, thinking like I really want to have kids one day and I still haven't had a period and it's been seven years so like I must need to do something and so I um so I actually found um blessed and I know not some of your listeners might remember Kate Callahan she was like she ended up being like a mentor and like an older sister to me she she lived in um Monaco Lake Hawia she she passed away three years ago from breast cancer and she like she was only 38 I think yeah was she a dietitian yes yeah Mm -hmm. holistic nutritionist yeah Yeah. I remember yeah so she um she she started educating women about hypothalamic amenorrhea which is for years and I I was still trying to get specialists and answers about this period thing because it was so weird that I hadn't got it and they were like oh you've just got polycystic ovaries like Mm -hmm. we'll just give you we'll just give you um drugs and stuff when you want to conceive and you know we'll help you do that but there was something inside of me that was like, oh, this, there's something like there's something that I need to, more that I need to know here, and I don't know what it is. And then I found Kate on Instagram, and then she was sharing about she went through the exact same thing. Like she was a personal trainer and obsessed with exercise and eating, and um, and her journey of yeah getting her period back and then having her two, two children um, was having to put on weight and eating more food and exercising less mm-hmm. um, and so so yeah she helped me I think I did one of her online yeah I did her online course I can't even remember what year it was and so within five months I think I put on like from my lightest to like when I got my period back I think I'd put on 15 kilos wow and so yeah. how do you feel how do you feel about that yeah, and and like, um, definitely, I I felt so uncomfortable putting on weight, but I mm-hmm. knew I had to like I had to come back to my why, you know, like why am I doing this? Because you know this this wasn't that it, what I was doing wasn't healthy, and something needed to shift and change. Mm-hmm. For me to, because uh, as we sort of know now, it's almost like back in the day though, I like missing your period was probably like yes I don't get my period anymore sweet mm, and mm, and yeah. but what we know now is a healthy period 
often equates to kind of like a healthy body, which still mind fucks me a bit because mm, my periods I've tried to manage for a long time. But then we're going into older. I'm 40 and I'm, you know, there's different, mm. it's a whole new story. But yeah, I do remember like, you know, back in the day, there wasn't a lot of chat or discussion about what a what a period means. It's almost just like, get rid of your period, take the pill. Yeah. And it was a celebration, but it's mm. actually, it's been quite detrimental to women's health, hasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, like my, my real, um, um, what I really struggle with, and I know so many women struggle with this fear of like putting on weight or, mm. you know, getting fat. And it's like, we, there's a happy medium of like, okay, so I'm assuming you weigh more than you did back when you were unwell. And yet you, I am assuming, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, are quite happy and content in your in your current body and the way you look. So there's this this fine line or this gray area of like not having to look a certain way and still being comfortable and content with who you are. And how do you get to that sweet spot? You know? Yeah. I guess when you start to look at, it's not all about how I look, like how do I feel? How do I feel? Like there's so much more, you're so much more than your body. Like that's, I remember that, that always came up for me. Like, yeah. um, And like, I'm, I can still love myself and I can still be loved by other people, even if I'm heavier. And if, and if they don't love me, then they're not meant to be in my life. And I think, for me, it was like this journey of almost like coming back to my authentic self of like not trying to fit myself into these boxes where I had to be thin and fit and um, and skinny and um, and and the hardest thing for me was like like looking at another girl that was smaller than me but had a regular period. And I was like, but but she's like, you know, she's got less body fat than me, but why can't I have my period when I'm that size? Mm-hmm. But it's like, it again, comes back to authentic. All of Who us you have, are. yeah, all of us have different body makeups. And this comes down to our biomechanics and our anatomy and everything that I talk about in my yoga classes of like, even in a yoga posture, you're, you're never going to look the same as as someone else next to you or me. And that's what I try and tell everyone, like on the screen, you know, you're never going to look like me and that's okay. It's how, how you feel. That was a tangent coming back Mm. to yoga. I like, but that kind of, I reckon that's helped you heal. You know how you always say yoga's helped you heal. I can see kind of what you just said that relates to healing your mind because Mm. even in yoga, you won't look like that girl and that girl, even if you're the same weight as that girl, she might not have a period, but you might, or you, you know, so we're all just, you're, you're really understanding that we're all unique to our own self. Yes. 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 Which is a big point to note because there might be some listeners who know what Ainsley looks like and will be like, what are you talking about? You're skinny and little and you always probably have been, which is another mm. whole issue, mm. which is, yes so hard to dissect but it's there's so many that kind of issue like I'm moaning about myself at the moment I am 40 and I feel like I'm not I haven't changed I I eat well I eat quite well I haven't changed anything in the last I've I've stopped drinking wine which should should make me look even better in hindsight but I'm finding I'm looking worse 
like my skin's getting looser, my stomach's getting looser than it was. And mm. that's because I'm 40 now and things change and you lose muscle tone quicker. And that's really suck. It sucks because it's not like I'm now eating a bag of chips every night. I Nothing's changed. Mm. I've, I've had to tighten up my schedule almost. Mm. Yeah. Which circles, it, it, which is fucked up for me yeah to go yeah that. but it does circle back to Ainsley saying what you actually talk about all the time and we all do is that you've got to place less importance on what you look like but there is such but but it, it can't take away that you know um you want to feel your best so therefore that is a struggle so if you're not you, you know what I mean like it's not you're not yeah, about your body I, I'm not so actually much feeling more so about good. your body yeah there's you're not you know, what I'm trying to say is like your body isn't everything. What you look like doesn't matter. What's on the inside is actually what counts. But then count on the other side is like, but I am my happiest self when I'm sort of happy with what I look I'm like. Yeah. like. It's so, it's so hard. Yeah, to yeah, it, is it, was, hard. it was such a mind fuck, like for me. Yeah. And just to be like, oh, but like, but, but also I found that the more that I focused on my weight and how I looked in my body, it was never good enough. I was 49 uh, kilos and I, it was never good enough. Yeah. I was yeah. still not, I still wouldn't wear like anything to show my belly. And it was like flat and I had a, I had abs, you know, but it was never good enough. It was like, so, so it was just this constant quest for like. Yeah. Um, perfection, I remember, but you didn't, couldn't. Yeah. I, I remember Bradshaw was saying to me, like, what do you think when you hit that number on the scales that you're going to be happy because you won't? And she'd gone yeah. through anorexia. And like, yep. absolutely not. It's never enough. Um, no, never. That's a and good. So, yeah. th that's good chat for me today because yeah. I even look back a few years ago, and I st and when I was thinking, you know, feeling like I look pretty good, I still wanted better. Yeah, absolutely. And apparently, yeah. Sorry, apparently someone messaged me last night saying you need to listen to this podcast. It was actually Loving Ellie's Belly podcast, and it was yeah. about. Apparently, like even Victoria's Secret models aren't happy with how they look. So, so it's just such an absolute mindfuck, eh? Well, yeah. yeah, it is. And we were talking about another model yesterday, Lise, which, you know, you can, from the outside looking in at models or the three of us, you can go, fuck, you've nothing to worry about and you need to stop talking shit, which I can, I say that only because I know I felt that way about other people too. I'd be yeah. like, how can you, how can you moan about what you look like? Come off it, you know, mm. with your petite little back and no. Well, I did it to you like. yesterday about yeah. this particular model. Like how can she speak, exactly. speak about that? Look at her. She's perfect and her Instagram's perfect. Yes. And the fact is, everyone's got a everyone's got insecurities and stuff gosh if they don't fair play to them good on them um, give us some tips <laughs> yeah but yeah it's a real minefield isn't it it really is it's so yeah it's so hard but then you can yeah when you start to like I, I think your your worth is a really big important topic as well like your your worth is so much more than how you look or what your body is and it's like yeah more about the the inside things which um which it's yeah I so think true. that was what I started to focus on more was like how do I feel and like how can I be not like you know um how can I and I think that's probably where made some parts of like inner growth is really important to me and personal development and stuff like that it's like I get I get kicks from that which there, it's still this like you know striving um 
mindset or the growth mindset even maybe um but it's not so much placed on the physical stuff yeah I think that um when you said like in a like how you what word did you use I can't remember but it made me think about my own self-worth and the fact that how do I make other people feel as well as a huge important Uh, part of my that yes. soul. Just thinking about yes. that, that Maya and, and how do you say her surname quote about no one will remember what you said, yeah. they'll remember how you made them feel. And yeah. that, that is it. Like yeah, if I think about all the relationships I've made in my life, and I'm particularly thinking back to like in Sydney when I got some help through that kind of thing you're talking about, orthorexia or whatever you might say it was. Um, I think about the relationships I made through that, like particularly my boss, he was amazing. And all sorts of people, like no one ever remembers you and goes oh yeah Lise because yeah she was real fit looking like mm-hmm. they're like oh yeah she was so kind and she was so welcoming and so mm-hmm. um such a great listener or whatever you know like no one ever you know, comes back to go about the looks of someone do you know I got a message last night which I know it's not about me but it's just on the same kind of topic so a guy that an older man that I used that used to come into the gym when I was working at Body Works, when I was like 20 and didn't know anything. Give me his Did first you? name, Chris. Trent. Oh, yeah, yeah. He messaged me and said he saw my post. Mm-hmm. And they, he just said to me, um, you're a diamond. They always sparkle, even in the dark. <laughs> wow. Like, That's so cute. Like yeah. he's not, he just, well, I just think of myself at, when I was 20 at the desk greeting people and that's so cute that he remembers me in that way when I was 20. Like, So that made me think, oh, that was really cute. So if I can be that, and which is what you're saying, Ains, like you're worth. And like if you can just stop thinking, worrying about what you yeah. bloody well look like and just and think how you treat people. Yes. And me and you have been having these conversations, Lisa, about like, well, I think we had one conversation actually in the last few weeks about like, like the numbers that we get on our live classes on Move It Mama, like, like it makes like like if you have heaps of numbers, it makes you feel like loved and and um, seen and I don't know. But but we but, and then and then what if one day your live numbers are really low and then you you know you can't go into all these stories about like how I'm such a shit person and no one no one likes me and like all these things and so but we that's because we've placed all of our worth on that one number that's ego eh? and so yeah. today I had no one live with me for the whole <laughs> entire workout right but don't worry because probably our chat helped because I did yeah. the workout and I thought this doesn't matter it's actually kind of nice being on my own I can do this and I'm yeah. going to do a bloody good job because someone is going to do this workout and that's I'm going to give them a successful I'm going to make them feel success today. And then it ended up, something was wrong with my life. I don't know what happened. But oh, the fact is I learned from, I've, we've, we're learning, aren't we? We're learning that it's not actually about the numbers. It's about how you're going to make that one person feel. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we can just take things so personally. Eh? It's really hard not to. Yeah. Um, Ains, so did you then go and do like teacher training for yoga elsewhere or where did you get, where did you start doing that and how long has it been now? Yeah, so so I, and so um, I went to India in 2017, mm. I think. Um, like why did you do that? So it's quite a funny story. I, um, so we got back from traveling and then I did six months of um, 
vet tech work back, I started, I, I lived back with mum and dad at back in Pew Pew, which is most, most people won't know where that is. It's, it's south of Tikawiri. Hey, babe, when you were traveling, were you doing yoga then? A little bit, a little bit. I wasn't following it like I would now, but like. But you'd been to the doctor and they'd said, slow down, right? Yeah, so this was bef- so I it was before I went traveling that the doctor told me to stop. Yes, yeah, I thought so. I just wanted to go back because we've done a few yeah. diversions. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah, beautiful. Thank you. Um, so so yeah, I got that. Yeah, that's that. It all happened. I hadn't found Kate yet, but I I had found Kate, but I was like, mm, maybe she's wrong. Maybe I'm mm-hmm. just I don't like I don't think that's right or real or whatever. And then um. And then I got back, lived at home for six months and got like a, a locum job um, at the local vet clinic. And because obviously I've grown up around there and everyone was like, you've been doing yoga overseas and we really want to start yoga. And, you know, can you can you teach us yoga? And I was like, hell no, I don't know what to do. Like I, I haven't done my teacher training. I've just been practicing. And they're like, yeah, but you know more than us. Mm-hmm. So can you just do something? And I was like, oh. So I thought about it and I was like, nah, I'm going to do it. And so I, I taught two classes a week after. Who are these people that came to you? Sorry, did I miss that? Like who are the people so, saying teach us, mate? Yeah, or? so so these were just people of the community of Pew Pew right. where, like the, that I've grown up with, like my friends, yeah. my mum's friends, mm-hmm. all of, yeah. Question, of how do you spell Pew Pew? P-U-E-P-U-E. <laughs> P-I-O-P-I-O. Oh, peel, peel. So you're saying it in the wrong way. Oh, sorry. Peel, peel. I need to say it right, yeah. Peel, peel. Did you say pew, pew? Pew, pew. It's like, it's it's pure pew. Honestly, everyone says that. It's so bad. Yeah, it's like people here say rangy, And you mean you've said it like that all your life, but it sounds weird to say it another way. Pew, pew. Yeah, yeah. Got you. Yep. Okay, continue. (laughs) Um, And so they all were like, you need to teach yoga and I was like no 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 I don't know what to do but then I just found some form of confidence of like oh I think I, at that time I was like what am I going to do I don't want to do vet tech anymore and I want to do something different and I was like well at least if I try this I'll know how I feel when I do it and it might give me something to mm. you know go off of what happens next in my career and so I I taught two classes a week every week for six months um and I charge five dollars pardon I just was about to say did you charge yeah five dollars a class um at the at the primary school there was like this multi-purpose room their assembly room um and it was so like it was so popular and people it's like a tiny (laughs) (laughs) it's like a tiny tiny little town tiny little rural town and near Waitomo 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 (laughs) nice it's um, a town in the North Island and it is situated on State Highway 3, approximately 23 kilometres from Tikkawiri. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Okay, good, good, good Googling there on the slide, Thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And anyway, that all I saved up all of that money, the $5 a class, and that paid for me to um, go to India. So about, it was only like two months before I actually left and before my local ended. I found, was doing lots of research about going to India. I wanted to go to India anyway, but then I was like, I may as well go and do my yoga teacher training because I'm really curious about it. And 
I met like it'd be so cool to do it where it's originated from, you know, go back to the roots. And so I um yeah, Question. so I saved the perfect amount of money to pay for that training. Yeah. I mean, could you not have just done like a local yoga teacher training and decority or anything? Or were you just like, no, I want to travel and do it and get really authentic and then you wanted the experience yeah. more so. Yeah, I wanted the I wanted the roots and I wanted the like yeah. I also know, like, from, yeah, from other people I've talked to at that time, like, that there's, depending on, because there's so many yoga schools in India, there's not, there's hardly any in New Zealand. There's some epic ones in New Zealand. But at that time, I didn't know. I I, I think I, I knew, but I was like, oh, that just feels too, like, westernized. Mm. But then I also was aware of, like, going over to India and it being too easternized where you can't bring it back and integrate it into, like, our real life and you know, in New Zealand, like, um, and so I wanted to find somewhere that was a bit of both. And so I did my research and found this one in the, it was in the Indian Himalayas. Um, and so I, yeah, I, I, I saved all my money and went over there for, I went over there for two months in total. And um, one month was the my first yoga teacher training. So that was my 200 hours. Um, and so we did yoga every day. We like, <laughs> We're in this the yoga shala of a concrete. Um, there's just a concrete floor, and we just sat on the on the floor all day, every day, learning did about you, yoga. Did you feel like you were you were like living like a monk? Kind of, yeah. We we weren't like we weren't drinking coffee or drinking alcohol. It was like they had they had the food sorted for us, and it's called like sat. We're on like a sattvic diet, which is means there's no. It's real like bland food, no meat. It's like they they believe that like things like that are really potent and strong like onions and garlic and chili um, can fluctuate the mind so like they, they can, and I I do think that's true like even meat can I, I love meat myself still now and I I don't think I'll ever be vegetarian but um it can it can like ramp up and busy the mind foods you eat how much how much does it cost to do this course two hundred hours I feel like I feel like back then. It might have been, I don't know, maybe twelve hundred euros. And did you for the course? And did, did you did you meet like were you by yourself or did your partner do it come with you or did no, you? No, I, I fully went by myself. And did you mm. meet? Was everyone kind of like you? Were they like minded or were they completely? Yeah, different? I remember just feeling like at home, but oh. like, but never really connecting with people on that level before in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like people had come from all over the world and some people had been through some really hard stuff and I just remember like crying in the welcoming circle like um, one of the girls who ended up being one of my really good friends one of my best friends on the training was um, had you know like tried to commit suicide and like there was just some really and mm-hmm. had, yeah, it was just really like some real heavy stuff that people mm-hmm often turn to yoga because they're in that kind of healing phase of their life and mm. yeah it was pretty it was um quite eye-opening for me just like this little small town country girl that hadn't really you know been mm. to it's almost like a little bit like an, a religion in a way eh? like you sort of you know like, I mean it's not but it's kind of like you you come to this place of worship almost eh? and you you feel at peace and you feel like you've got people around you that have co- common like the same kind of yeah um you're using a, 
you're using something to make you feel more comfortable and safe yeah yeah I can see I can see that the similarity I guess it's yeah creating connection to something oh yeah to yourself and to others and into a higher power something that's beyond yeah you know like um and yeah I, I guess I can see the similarities in that but um yeah it was it was it was the most amazing experience yeah, and so then did you stay on for another month and tour around India and learn yeah. more stuff? Yeah, I traveled India by myself and then like going on those overnight trains where there's like you're just surrounded by local Indian people and Are you like, 26 like, or something? fall asleep and stuff. Mm. How old was I? I feel like it was, yeah, I think I was 26, yeah. You know how you said the overnight trains? That reminds mm. me of the movie Lion. Have you ever seen the movie Lion? No, I don't think oh, I have. You need to watch it. It's incredible. Mm. But this wee boy gets like goes on the wrong train and then he just gets taken away from his family. Anyway, it's, oh. it's set in India. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, and so then you get back to New Zealand. Do you go to Tikawiri or where do you go from there? Yeah, got back to New Zealand. And in the meantime... While I was in India, my partner had bought a house in Hamilton and had started renovating it. Um, and so I, what did I do? Oh, yeah, I think I lived there. We lived there. And then, but I'm, I was still traveling down to the King Country a couple of nights a week to teach here. But then I was also teaching in yoga studios up in Hamilton and all around the place. Mm-hmm. At the most, I was teaching maybe 15 classes a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to like start my own thing as well down in the King Country, and then we yeah we sold that house and came to live back down in the King Country for for the business opportunity I guess, and just to yeah just to see how it would be to go for all in into yoga down here because it was like a good hour drive. Isn't it crazy how our life takes different turns, eh? Like at mm. 18, you would have never have thought that that's what you're going to be doing at 30 because you were at university studying veterinary. Yeah. And, and you kind of, you, you just think that you'll do the whole thing, do, do, do it for the rest of your life. It's like wild. Um, do I miss it? Mm. Do I miss vet tech? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do. I miss, I really miss working in a team. I really, and because and, I'm, um, we talked about it when I was down with you last week, but like I went back to the wool sheds and um, that was like, a, it was like a school holiday job and a uni holiday job back in the days. And I just love like, I'm, I, cause I am a bit of a social butterfly. And so I do miss, I, I miss working in a team. Mm. Um, there's so much responsibility and like accountability running your own business by yourself. Um, and so I do, yeah, that, I've missed that part, but I, yeah. So what's your business that you run now and own? So my business is I Am Yoga. Mm. Um, and it's, it's a random name, but it's my initials. So A, uh, um, obviously Ainsley, and then my middle name is Maura. Oh, my um, God, cute. Yeah, so it's named after me. Um, and then the bird that's like the like logo is um, my it's like a swift bird and it's my speedy because my last name is speedy um, it's my speedy family like crest 
That's so cool. Did mm. you say Mora or Moira? Yeah, Mora, M-A-U-R-A. Mora. Cute. But people think I'm like Moldy because of that as well. Yeah. But you yeah. get questions all the time. We were talking about this, say, eh, about what nationality you are with your curly locks. So many questions. Like, <laughs> so I many. You, I thought you were Moldy. I remember and Dan, she's my like, husband, saying, like, mm-hmm. what a, what a nationality. I think she's Moldy. And then, like, I think I ask you and you're like, mm, like Irish or something. What did you yeah. say? Literally Irish and Scottish, but most people were like, are you Māori? Are you Islander? Are you um, Greek, Spanish, mm. South American? Um, there's a key feature with you is you're here. And when we were in, together shopping on the Sunday after the Mama Party, a couple of people are like really like, oh, wow, you're so beautiful. You're here. You must get that like all the time. I suppose where you live now, it's a small place, so people all know you. But don't you, did you not think, you know, everywhere you go, went with me. Someone said something about your hair. Yeah. 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 I guess I just like block it out now because I'm just used to it. But even like the, the other day and um, I was like in the car, just sitting in the car and then this lady just comes over. Like, oh, my gosh, you just have the most beautiful hair. I was just at the Mitre 10 car park. And she like <laughs> came over to my car and it's like, Oh, yeah, I forget about it, obviously, because I see it every day. But um, it's just so different. And I think I really struggled with it being different for so long. Again, like, again, that, like, coming into your authentic self is, like, I used to straighten it all the time. I got it chemically straight and it looks so hideous, having it, like, dead straight and then these, like, ringlets growing in the in the roots of my hair. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, thinking that I would be more loved because I looked more normal having straight hair madness um, yeah you... like, now nah, this is me and I I have to embrace it yeah absolutely that's where that's what you just have to do I mean I remember yeah. we were talking about shoulders and things like that yesterday eh, Lace? and it's like you are the way you are and yeah. while you can you know um put effort I suppose into exercise and how you eat it the primary if the primary focus of those habits and what you do and the, the deep why or purpose behind it is something is focused or geared towards something other than just what you see in the mirror you're more likely to build a you're more likely to be more positive about what you see hey eh? mm. for sure yeah. hey and so with your i am yoga how many like how many classes are you teaching a week now and have you got quite a good balance like how are you feeling with um being a business owner and your life and your lifestyle now yeah um I yeah I I I think I'm teaching I'm teaching way less classes now which is which is nice because it is quite like energetically exhausting just really you know um but I love it and I get so much out of it um each and every class I teach is like it just everyone walks out feeling a million times better and um more regulated and I get the same like I just get this buzz from from offering that um but so yeah so I'm teaching two so I teach I teach one online class for my online studio a week um and then one for you guys for Monday nights and then I teach um how many in person 
four in-person classes a week. Mm-hmm, cool. And I've also got um, a few teachers down here that uh, that teach for me around the place. Because um, you mean, oh, hang on, I'm con- you've got teachers in the I am yoga studio that you pay like staff, yeah. right? Yeah. But yeah. what do you mean, teachers? What did you mean? Just what you just said. So I've got teachers in the I am yoga studio from pretty much all over. Like you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're not in the King Country because that's the great thing about online is that. Yeah. Um. So I've got. They're like friends that I've met on my advanced yoga teacher training. So mm-hmm. um, that really, like, really are really aligned with me and really resonate um, and beautiful friends. And then um, in the King Country, I have two girls that um, are like subcontractors that take classes for me because the thing about yoga teaching and, and PT and just me and mm-hmm. just were talking about it the other day is like you have to work when everyone else is not. So it's mm-hmm. like early mornings or, or evenings and that started, I remember like I was teaching every evening and it just started to take a toll on me and my relationship and all the things. So it's, I do feel like I've got a good balance now. I teach two evenings a week um, and then I've got two that are free-ish. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, but there's just so much admin and stuff involved in run, like it just, you don't know where your time goes because it's just like, yeah, there's so much to organise and, and um and and think about I think um but I am in the process of like leaning into getting just a part-time job again for just just to, just to change it up I really I get bored really easy and mm-hmm. like I said I just since going back into the sheds over summer I was like oh, I really would love to um just do some work in a team again but mm-hmm. also what do you do because um, I'm oh maybe I go back to vet tech. I don't know. I've had a few job offers, but I have been avoiding talking and communicating. <laughs> with people, but I um yeah, I I think it will be good for me. Um, but but also yeah, I needed those few years to start my business and to like really put my all into it to get my flow. And then now I feel like I've got that. And now I'm like, yeah, I could put more energy into that, but um I do feel like I just want a little bit of a change and it might not be for long but just mm-hmm. to yeah you're a bit like me I think you need a bit of yeah. a change up get out of your comfort zone a bit variety learn more stuff and then yeah. you'll come back stronger in a way hey just a personal question and I'm hoping the answer is yes but are you getting your periods yes yay I'm ovulating today oh that's the best yeah, I I love the pre-ovulation. Same, I, actually. Yeah, Me too. Yeah, I I almost like as soon as I start ovulating, anxiety like rises. Same. For me. Yeah, and then it's like those two weeks before the period are just not. Uh, I was like sobbing to my husband last night. Like I actually, which I don't often actually, I can get teary quite often, but I actually like got really gutted because I'm just so gutted. I've got extreme PMS I think Mm -hmm. it's that PMDD thing and there's like nothing I can actually do about it I don't think like you've got to manage it now I just have to manage it and sometimes it just rears its ugly head in the fact that I just feel like I don't know what to do and the boys were like mom you need to go back to the doctor and I'm like like is it like did something set you off or did you just have a yeah, something set me off. Remember, I texted you about it. Oh but yeah, yeah. I just, 
it, it, the thing is, I can't manage my like. And then, I'm, I'm nine days out of my period yeah. now, right? And I said yeah. to Dan, "This is just. I'm so sick of feeling not my not on top of myself. Like normally, I'm so for the first two, you know, the fifteen days when I got as soon as I get my period." Like I feel like things can come at me and I feel like, yeah, shit can happen, but I'm in control. You feel regulated. But there's times in this next nine days where if something happens, I feel like I don't have the tools to cope with these things and it's deliberating and it's debilitating. 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 The the, the deliberating. The thing is, it fucking sucks. Like to think that you spend half your life feeling that way is so shit. And I know, but I feel like, but I feel like you start, you get upset about something, right? And then you get extremely upset. And then you're overanalyzing why you behave like this. And that makes you more upset because of why you're feeling so shit. Yeah. You know? It's the shame. It's the shame and the like, the shame and the guilt and all of the stuff around the actual feeling rather than the actual feeling itself. Mm. Yeah, it's it's really annoying. You're yeah. you're so bang on. And the thing yeah. is, I um and no, I know that putting this out there is just sometimes a bit risky. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> I got the marina six months ago, and that hasn't changed. It hasn't made me more crazy. It hasn't. It's been there's been a lot of benefits from the marina so I don't really get a big bleed but anymore and that sucked so that's great but it hasn't changed any of my emotional state mm. and it ha- I still feel ovulation pains which is weird wow. because I'm not actually bleeding um and you and took the now marina I think I kind of want to bleed so then at least I get that real like Relief. bang I've got my period the release. yeah but like I don't really get that anymore I'm kind of is it today or is it because I'm not really bleeding yeah. so I don't know what to do because it's actually also a form of contraception. My husband doesn't want to get the snip. But no one needs to message me about that. We've I've put that, I've put that to rest. Shut the fuck but, up. Yeah. Jokes. Jokes. So last night, but I feel better today. You know, I feel completely in control today. It's so fucking fucked up. Yeah. I also think it's this this like this attachment to always wanting to feel good. And that when yes. you don't feel good, we we're a shit person and we just make up all these stories about ourselves right it's the stories that you believe and then it's like but actually they're not true sometimes you're just having a really shit day sometimes it's your hormones and but it's it's hard being cyclical beings as women to be like but two weeks ago I just felt on top of the world and then now yesterday I felt good you know why and and it's just a little bit like sometimes I feel like it's not even me yeah yeah um it is so it's so shit there's nothing there's nothing else to say it's really shit and like the sort of alternative for you is to go and seek out you know all this advice of naturopaths of kinesiologists of of whatever you know and that process in itself is such a process and Mm. you've actually sort of half done it and do you know what i'm gonna do today therapy I've got this Tupperware full of, you know, um, health supplements. I'm going to chuck them all out. I'm so sick of taking of getting stuff sucked into that, all these that things. tastes disgusting that I'm thinking it's going to work. It's going to work. And to mm. be honest, it's not working. So why bother putting myself through that, gulping those pills back, mm. drinking that awful bloody concoction that's supposed to make me feel 
amazing and perfect again. Anyway, it's not about me and it has turned into me. How do we even get into this? <laughs> I don't know. Is this your sparkle spreader? Oh, we talk, I think you, asked, you, you talked about, um, oh, you asked me if I'm getting my period. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, cool. So mm-hmm. you're getting your period and you're ovulating today. And then do you get a big bleed or are you sweet with your bleed? How does oh, yeah. My, I, I'm still like in the process of like healing my hormones, I guess. Like I, I got my period back and then some months it's been like excruciatingly pain where I get like vomiting and diarrhea. Other other week, other other months it's like, oh, it's just arrived and I'm fine and my boobs aren't even sore. So it fluctuates. But also I do notice that depending on how much stress is in my life and how much sleep I've been getting and coffee I've been drinking and stuff, that has a huge impact on the previous cycle uh, that sorry the following cycle so yeah, I yeah. kind of know what affects it and yeah if I've been through a really like <laughs> through summer like being through lots of doing lots of festivals and drinking and stuff like that and then I'm like oh and then yeah my periods often get worse after that um so I yeah I'm still still very wary of my period and I believe that she is this just this force and and this knowledge of like this bodily wisdom um of of this marker of where I'm at in my health yeah Uh, and I even I like that because that's what I miss about having this marina and now like it's helped my skin as well so there's like things that it's done that I I don't want to take it out because my skin looks better and that's how Mm. it makes me feel good when my skin is not so pimply it's a bloody pain eh but I love that you're on this journey and you know I I always love to hear about that part of you because yeah I find it really inspiring and, and interesting Mm-hmm. Um, yeah I also think like going back to how we feel really shit in some parts of, of our month like I've been talking to lots of my girlfriends about this too and I think it's really important just for us to talk about it and normalize it like you know I, I think being in connection with that is like just even just knowing that you're not alone and and do, do you know that I love that idea too and I do talk about it all the time but then when there's people that don't really understand and that, yeah. like this like they're not yeah. exactly how I am right now so they don't really yeah. get it and it's like no you don't get it I actually feel so intolerant I feel so far from me mm. and then someone's like oh do you I don't really get I it I think like you've that. had but, people reach out to you kind of acquaintances or online that are really really the same as you eh? but perhaps your immediate circle na- and stuff is not yeah. like your immediate yeah. friends and family are not really yeah. at the same stage because nah, I don't yeah. even think mum had it like I do you know and that makes me think oh what's wrong with me Mm. I felt like she suffered really bad through menopause, but so maybe she, not really the depression moods. depression moods. Like mm. I'm like she had big big bleeds and hot flushes and stuff, mm. which I'm not really at there yet. But mm. it's just the actual. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, yeah, I do <laughs> think though, Ainsley, there's massive power in chat and connection, and yeah. I do get a lot. That's how I. Yeah. That's how, what fuels me as well, and what helps me. Yeah. So yeah. But okay, it's still, got... yeah, it's still when you get it really bad, it's like, yeah, you maybe you maybe need to, I don't know, who knows what you need to do because you've tried everything. So it's all yeah. good. Maybe, like, I don't know, we've there's still a few things, a few options that I can go down, but we'll yeah. just patience. Well, well yeah, and and know because I am so aware, no what what it is and why I'm feeling like that is a really good thing and what mm. you need like your needs are going to change like what do you need when you're you know on those days 
Yeah, it was because I, I know and asked for that, eh? Yeah, like what? And because you're going to be different on those days than your other days. So I just always like think what? of my, my husband who's so even. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. Also, like, since we married, we've been married, we've been together 15 years. He's had about 15 wives. Like I've just, this 15 <laughs> versions of his own wife. Also, you know? though, um, what you need is sometimes really hard to get when you're, um, especially with four busy boys, you know? Yeah. Sometimes what I need is fucking no one in my fucking grill. Like, get out. Yeah. Like, how Nate, <laughs> and Nina's been in your grill this whole time. Nina's been in my grill the whole time. And she's actually doing a great job, though. But, mm. you know, um, it's what hard she to doing? get that. She's bloody watching a screen, but she gets real bored. So she's watched one here, look, then look, she's moved she, to I look, the TV. It's like she's coming back in now. Oh, yeah, no. She's just asked for a hot yeah, cross she, bun. Yeah, she She's so, so cute. Just had, just oh, my God, Jess, your story, her yesterday out and about with her pink shoes on and her little... Did you see, oh my God. Her I dress was a bit short, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, you see her little legs and her thighs. Oh. Yeah. Um, she's Those like, shoes she's, kill me. Yeah, they're horrible. <laughs> they need to go to the dump. I, I was just thinking about what Lisa would be saying about it. <laughs> yeah, hates um, it. Um, would, yeah. would love that dress with a, with a high top converse or something. That would look cool, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Gosh. Sparkle spreaders. Let's go, let's go. I don't know if Ains knows about our sparkle spreaders. I should have briefed her, but every time we try to finish with a sparkle spreader, it can be anything. It can be something you're watching, something you're eating, just something positive that's sparkling, spreading some sparkle into your I've got life. Mine already. Yeah, Lisa can start. Should I Ains start? can think. Yeah. Okay. Well, my sparkle spreader is you, Ains, Lisa, Speedy, because you were the person, the first ever person to teach me about exercising to my cycle. And when you explained that to me and gave me some research to read and listen to, I then, now I never really dread my high intensity workout as much as I used to, because every month prior to speaking to you, every week, I thought I had to be high intensity all the time. I still deliver a high intensity every Friday, but if I'm due my period, I talk to my audience and I say, I'm scaling this back and I I can get through it and I don't. And it's just, I just, that was a whole massive game changer for me. So you're my sparkle spreader. My, I never knew about exercising to my cycle until you shared that with me. And that had changed, that's changed my whole like life so thanks oh thank you do you remember that lovely I do I remember being so scared again to like reach out to you it was before I we got you on board eh yeah it's because it's been a year since I've been teaching yoga on movement mama Mm. and I think you did my online studio maybe six months before then maybe something do you know what's so crazy is that like you're 10 years younger than me, but you had this knowledge about what would possibly be happening with my body and my cycle. And I just find that so awesome. So it doesn't matter. Like I, I keep thinking, you know, there was years of just high intensity for so long for me because it was what served me at the time. You know, it was great, but maybe that has been quite detrimental to my hormones now. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm an old soul. You are. You're so beautiful. And people think you're yeah. look 22, but you're actually 30, which is funny. <laughs> Okay, who's got a sparkle spreader now? Um, I'll go just to give Ains a bit more time, although she's probably already across it. But I think mine is um, this lady that, okay, so 
on Tuesdays I have both the kids home and we've now started swimming lessons and I mean I don't do sport I don't like spectating sport we know that and Lise goes to all these sports every day and I think I love out you know wow my god I love heavy yeah so anyway this has been quite cool though to sit on the side of the pool um but my highlight has just been the lady that I speak to she's nannying this three-year-old girl she's probably our parents age her name's Piera Piera and you know you just like I think we were both it was the second week today that we were both there and I think she's probably 70 nearly but I do genuinely feel like both of us are so happy that each other is there to talk that's to. That's so cool. Isn't and, it weird that you can connect like that when you've got such a different yeah, idea? Yeah, and I just love that. And it's the same with the other woman that I see at the coffee cart regularly, eh, who I just adore as well. Got the same kind of sounding name. How weird. I think anyway. you need to have another baby. So it's going to be a girl. And it's it's Nina, Bo, and Pia. Yeah, Pia's <laughs> a cool name, eh? But Pia's sorry. Cool name. <laughs> I am not having another Done. baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that, Jess. That's really cool. I I love I love it when things like that happen, and that just rocks your world, doesn't it? Makes your yeah, world. yeah, it does. Okay, um, Ainsley Mora Speedy, I am <laughs> Yoga Tweety Bird. What's the bird? <laughs> I taught I taught a Speedy Speedy Bird. <laughs> um, oh, I nothing's like hugely coming to me and on my last podcast with you guys there was just something that just really came to me straight away um but the I guess that um my sparkle spreader this week and I've been talking about it in the classes that I've been teaching is like um is uh spending time with my nephew last week because um my sister lives in Christchurch and I spent time with my nearly two-year-old nephew, Leo, and he, um, I just loved um, watching him and especially out in nature. And I just like, he would just be like, we spent two hours just out in a tiny little garden, tiny little section, tiny little garden. And he was just so fascinated by the flies and the moths. And we spent 20 minutes watching a bumblebee on the lemon tree and like, I was just like, man, we we lose that eh, as adults. We just mm. like rush through things and we just are always on to the next thing. And so um just that childlike wonder has been really inspiring for me this this week. And I spoke about it in even in last night's class in Move It Mama and like the whole class was around just taking those even few breaths or th- few moments to slow down and 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 not even just connect with gratitude, but just like, you know, I'm in my yoga studio and sometimes I just take for granted that like Karen built this for me and mm-hmm. it's such a beautiful space and like all these things that we just skip over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and and then, and then it kind of flowed into like um, that uh, we did some balancing stuff last night with the hips and how like we – and I know this happens a lot with yoga is like, I don't look like her and I, I can't stand or like balance like her or be still and stable, but it's like, just come back, coming back to that like childlike mind of like, we wouldn't have learned how to walk or crawl if we hadn't have fallen and wobbled and did all the things. And I think that, yeah, that was a, uh, another really, really cool thing. And just even 
I can talk about it forever, but just how like how we breathe and how babies breathe through their bellies and all that kind of stuff that we've just kind of forgotten about because mm-hmm. of the way that we've been brought up and the things that we've been through in our lives. So yeah, that's that's me. Mm, I, I love like that. It. Rushing, rushing woman syndrome. Rushing woman, stressful mm. woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And with that, Ainsley, Maura Speedy, thank you for being on the Sparkle Pod. It's been a year too long. But you did yeah. say that started that sparkle spreader something about when you did it last time, and I was confused. Well, that was our like um, group one where we all did it oh, before Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah. that's what that you mean. That was the team. That was the Is team. That what you meant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we all did a sparkle hey, spreader at the end. Yeah, I also just want to say like I really loved hanging out with you at the Movement Mama that weekend, and it made me. I was so proud of you, and I feel. Yeah, I just, it really, and yeah, I just want you to know that it was such a great weekend having you in our city here and made me think we should have done that sooner because it was so joyful for me. Mm. Mm. Just loved snuggling on the couch, having coffee and like, it it was like you were an extended part of our family. Yeah, I really felt that like your mum and dad came over and then there was all the Mm. sisters there and I was just like. Oh, I just, I, I don't, like, I just feel, yeah, I really felt that too. <laughs> you are, you're epitome, you're epitome, um, you are the epitome of sort of warmth in a little package mm. with mm. gorgeous curly hair and mm. beautiful sparkly eyes and you're such mm. a warm soul and we, we really love you. So thank you. Mm. Oh, thank I better you. go. I, I need to eat and I yeah. need to I love you guys so children. much. Love, we you. love you too. I loved our time with you last week as well. Okay. And you Bye. as well. A diamond that still sparkles in the dark, some may say. Mm. Totally. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Okay. Yeah. Bye. 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 See ya. Bye.